after the two-hour epic uh, preview show from last week, we are back for the first week of the Millie Boys FanDuel Challenge lineup here. Uh, it's a big pot this week, Alex, Maddie. What are you yeah. thinking? What are you spending it on? Four million cash, right? We decided. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's do the take home, right? So that's like mm-hmm. eight hundred thousand each. Said yep. and done. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's something. Yeah. It's not enough. It's better to... than the fifteen that we kept winning last year. So yeah. But <laughs> hey, it's a five dollar bet. We're tripling your money. That's um, right. So the operative the term right is a net gain, and that's all we're looking for out here. Wins. And, We've been laboring over this time. If I was looking back in like July, is the week one the week one prices out yet? Yeah, where are they? <laughs> yeah, we we were fiending. Uh, Goodell's got us right where he wants us for sure. It's it is we that guy has too much power. We got to take him down. I think I don't like it. Um. So in addition to uh to other sponsorships, we we have a new sponsor in town. Acorn Hills is um and our friend Nate with the the trusty hats we've got here and and some oh. you know late fall sweatshirts Q-zips. Uh, yeah it has um has generously sponsored the ab's pick of the week this mm-hmm. week so mm-hmm. um alex where are we starting he's getting a real bang for his buck this week uh <laughs> you know i think that we're gonna see some comments uh probably from jw that this is obvious um but my yeah. pick of the week this week is going to be tyler higby uh, I think he's a must-play at tight end for a cheap price, uh, going against a Seahawks secondary that allows a lot of points to tight ends last year, and obviously Cop being out, right? So Stafford has one trusted target out there on the field right now. Mm-hmm. We've got an over-under on that game. It was 47. It moved to 46 with Cop being out. They're still predicting points on the board, so who's it going to go to? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just a trickle-down, right? Like, you're mm-hmm. right. You nailed it. Where are the balls going? Otherwise, they're going to be playing from behind. There's a good total on the game. And again, obvious week one is going to be a lot of chalk anyway. Historically, if you look at Millie lineups for like week one, two and three, where there's not really a lot of data to go off of, people are just picking guys on vibes and getting lucky. So his yeah. ownership, just to give you an idea, is um, tied for second high, projected to be anywhere from like five to like 12 percent. And there's like six tight ends in that group with him. So what that tells me is, yeah, he's going to be chalk, but there's six different guys who are quote unquote chalk. Not everybody's going to pick the same one. So I think we'll still be able to diversify and like where the hell else are they throwing the ball? I love it. Have they determined if Kelsey's playing tonight? Um, They did call up another tight end from the practice squad, but I don't know, Gibby, have you talked to Nance? So so he's unreliable either way, right? So that removes your only like really true tight end choice to spend money on. So otherwise you're going to. He's not even eligible. Oh, uh, that's right. We wouldn't get him on this slate. That's yeah, right. the, so the oh, yeah. There. I gotta get back in the motion, man. No, yeah, I, I know. know. Hey, it takes hey, some I time. I was, too. I was looking at the the schedule for Thursday night and also the Sunday and Monday night games aren't there, and you've got like some real you know ownership guys that that are yeah. are not eligible. Gone. You know, Detroit, their number. So it's it's a slimmer group. And I, the other tight end that that I saw that you know I, I had some interest in or interest in was. Joku, um, yeah. and then I've seen a lot of Luke Musgrave love, and mm-hmm. I I just think it's too early to play, especially a tight end, a rookie tight end. I uh, I agree with you. That is always the case, but it's a little bit of a unique situation there for two reasons. One, they're already basically they they've given him a role already, and he's been playing yeah. it. And Watson didn't practice again today, 
Okay. Dobbs also has a hamstring issue. So they're kind of same thing that AB was talking about with, with Higby. They might not have a lot of guys active. It could be a lot of like Dylan and Aaron Jones, and then some passes to the tight end, especially with a new quarterback, new quarterbacks, like rookies and first time starters tend to target tight ends early because they know, you know, it's kind of like a, an easy, yeah, it's an easy safety net. So I mean, the vibes that that's the, the vibes check there, vibe check complete, but either way, projections wise i've got him at eight targets higby that is six catches 62 yards and maybe like a half a touchdown okay which is like third for all only behind hawkinson and andrews so chalk or not i think it's a good pick we need points we do yeah, but if you can scrap out 15 out of a 5300 pick right that's yep. that's value yep yep um give you what position do you want you start us off take one um i'll start at running back okay uh I thought the most obvious based on their price and kind of what we talked about there, there are a lot of guys that have been injured in the preseason that are either banged up or have been put on pup or IR. And it's only going to benefit the guys that are still standing that there's, and you talked about this actually last year, Maddie, like continuity week Mm -hmm. one, who has continuity with the offense, who understands the game plan. And, you know, um, most are just stands out in a game that, it should be relatively high scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, he's $5,900. So I think it's like, that's where I started this entire process with the lineup. I was like, he's going to get touches. Jeff Wilson's out for at least four weeks. Yep. Uh, a chains banged up a little bit. Um, he might play, but I think it'll probably be limited. You'll see like bursts from him if he does, but, um, and I think they also want to keep the ball away from the chargers as much as humanly possible. Obviously they're going to be over the top you know, throws to Hill and Waddle and they're, they're going to get theirs too. But, you know, what do they do when they're down around the 15 yard line? Like they spread everyone out wide, most in shotgun, you know, in the backfield and shotgun. And, you know, he's scampering for 15 yards. I feel like I see who is it? Who's the, um, why can't I think of the red zone guy? Um, Hanson. 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 Yeah. You, you see Hanson like, and Hanson. we're back to Miami. <laughs> uh huh. Well, well, that game has the highest total of the week at 51. So yeah. if you don't have anybody from that game, you're basically saying, I don't want $4 million. Yeah. Cash, all cash in coins brought to you in a dump truck. Uh, <laughs> Can taxes, you can't tax coins. I don't know if you guys knew that. Taxes don't work on coins, only dollars. <laughs> Can we get Drew on here to figure this out? He'll clear it. He'll clear it. It's fine. <laughs> But, I mean, we need something. You need some piece of that game. You need something from one of those two teams, if not a couple, or you're not winning. Yep. And, and again, you know, continuity with the offense. Yep. Um, and it's not like the Chargers had the best run defense over the last two years either. So No, they're not in the defense. It's not their thing. Yeah. Um, and then the other running back, we were playing around this week. We kind of tinkered with, with a bunch of things. And, you know, we liked um, – I really liked – Kenneth Walker for a bit at 7,100. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were others. There were, there was, should we go up and try and pay for Chubb or Henry or, or Mixon? But there's one guy that I was willing to pay for. And it was uh, Alex's. Um, uh, the mustard uh, man. NFL draft scouting. Um, the thighs on him. AB <laughs> was smitten right from the start. Bijan's. Bijan's. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Bijan Robinson. I think this might be the last week we get him at seventy eight hundred. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it depends on he's going to catch a bunch of balls. Um, Art Smith is perfectly happy with running the ball thirty five times if he can. 
Um, so Algier will get touches, but it's not going to eat into the workload for Bijan. And I think they want to keep the ball out of Ritter's hand as much hands as much as humanly possible. So yeah. I was watching a video of him just out of preseason games, and some of his horizontal cuts that he can make around the line are just crazy. The Great way show. that he can find a space in there and just sneak in between these linemen is is insane. Yeah, he's, he's a total freak show. Any other running backs that stood out that you guys were like, oh man, how are we keeping this guy out of the lineup? Uh yes and no. On, on Bijan, he's got the best odds of anybody in that game to score a touchdown, plus 100. And he his over-under for yards is 70 and a half yards, and it's minus 125. So, like, he's going to get his. I think he's obvious. Um, I think you got to find a way to fit him in. I think we also talked a little bit about maybe going with Chubb, since that Cincinnati-Cleveland yeah. game is going to be pretty spicy. Um Mix in on the other side of it if you want to save money. But honestly, like, again, just take chalk. It's week one. Like, chalk wins. You don't get too cute. Like, these guys don't know what they're playing. They don't know what they're doing yet. So I think it was always Bijan and Mostert from the beginning of the week for us, for the most part, right? I think for the most part. We played around with a few. Um, yeah. With Chubb, with with Mixon, with, um, you know, I liked Walker just at 7,100 to save some money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, you know, you, you gave me, you gave me some of the coins to spend, Maddie. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll pass it over to you for a wide receiver. Yeah. So we should, we really do need to do a better job of keeping track of these types of things, but I know, did we not miss every Justin Jefferson spike week last week? Did we, did. we take him only when he like scored four grappled? points? Yeah. yeah. So we got to go back to him to lead our lineup just to see what we're in for this year from the mm-hmm. fantasy fan duel gods. Like, are they going to be with us or against us? And Jefferson's going to be the bellwether for us. If he blows up this week and he, he crushes it, then we can use him again. And if not, I think we have to just on principle, give him the Sanders treatment and just not use him again. But I mean, for this week, just again, take the chalk. He, everybody's already projecting Addison for all of the targets that Phelan left behind. But like, we don't know how ready he is. He's a rookie. Like they might feed Jefferson like 13 targets. Addison's still number three on the depth chart at wide receiver. So, I mean, that doesn't mean everything, right? They're going to play a number of three wide sets and and a high percentage, but at the same time, it's, it's not going to eat away Jefferson's targets. He's the best player on their team. And he's the second, I'm going to be leaning heavily into like touchdown scores props. And he's got the second best odds of anybody in that game behind only Madison to score a touchdown and touchdowns are what we want. It's all we need. We need them. Yards and everything else don't matter that much. Can we take a second to step back and appreciate that you just called it the Sanders treatment to just mm. show my rage carrying over from uh-huh. last year? Yeah, I mean, Miles we Sanders earned it. will not be in a lineup at least no. the first six weeks of this season. <laughs> I don't want to use him at any point. In honor of you, I think he's he doesn't exist. He's <laughs> off the board. <laughs> yeah, you you don't want to get on AB's bad side. Of no, no. You lose <laughs> AB, you've lost the entire triumvirate here. So, Miles Sanders, I know you're listening. Obviously, you are. Uh, you're out, man. You're done. So, I think that's a good spot to like anchor to start off. Um, yeah. We also looked at, and I think we locked in on Alave. He yeah, just. We did. You know, again, same kind of concept there. Like, I think that team is still going to try to figure out sort of what they are and what they're going to do. But his ownership is going to be in like that third or fourth tier of chalk. But again, I'm not all that worried about chalk this week. I think it's fine to chase it because, you know, it's just what it is. He's for me, like fifth, sixth highest um, projected. He's going to get double digit targets. If he gets double digit targets, again, he's the most likely on that in that game to score a touchdown. I want to like, I want to see if that I'm going to keep an eye on it. I want to see if that holds true. Like 
if Vegas is giving lines a plus 100 for a guy to score a touchdown, they're basically saying like he's, he's a coin flip. So, and I just want to hyper-focus on that. So Alave seems like a pretty good spot to go next. And he's not super, like you said about Bijan, I think this might be the cheapest we get him. Yep. Uh, Friend of the podcast, KJ Hancock, uh, called the the one wide receiver he thought was going to break out this year in a big way was Alave. So yeah, um, he knows his guys over there. He knows his guys in Columbus. The Ohio State guys, and maybe Olave's seeing all of this love for Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, hey, <laughs> I was I, I, I was too. doing some uh, reception perception nerding out, and Olave obviously had like an unprecedented year last year in terms of like yards per target and yards per route run, all the stats that are indicative of a of a guy making an elite to like elite status. He didn't run any slant or flat routes, like under five percent for both, and I feel like that's because they just didn't have it in the offense. He, if he can do those things as well, then he takes that leap. And like I said, you're not going to get him this cheap ever again because he's going to be the guy in that offense. Like Carr locks in on a guy. Yeah, well, yeah, and Carr. I mean, you can say what you want about him, and and his buddy or his brother David Carr will say he's one of the top eight offensive uh, yeah. forces yeah. in the NFL. But yeah, um, so uh, but uh, Carr's release is extremely quick. Like in terms yep. of getting the ball out um, yep. from the snap. Um, yep. So. You're not sacking him that frequently, and he does lock in on one guy and and gets the ball to him. He's relatively accurate um, in those situations. So, yeah. uh, who else we got? Um, you know, before you yeah, go, go into this, I just I think you're going to need to dive into it because this guy that you're about to bring up, I don't even know who he is. So, I think that most folks probably won't. He's Australian. Yeah. Well, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna skip to the flex because it's you know everybody listening. The data shows that it is most beneficial to use a receiver in your flex, not any other position. If you want to diversify, that's one thing. But if you're looking for most points scored, it's almost always going to be a receiver. We've got Calvin Ridley in the flex spot, another receiver. Again, sticking with the theme, most likely by Vegas standards to score a touchdown at any point in that game, um, plus 100 also. So like the theme is just take a lot of guys that are going to score. He looked great. He's not coming back from an injury. He's coming back from loving what we're doing here today so yeah. i mean is so, that I really mean, a crime is that a crime i th- i think he should be honored maybe I think we should, should name this the calvin ridley uh so he that's what i'm saying maybe he's our guy and we ride him for the first like three four weeks before because then there's still people know who calvin ridley is but they've kind of forgotten people yep. you know they move on so let's ride him and he could be our guy he could be like a um almost like a mascot for us you know what's funny is i think that a lot of us think back to like Oh, probably the mid 2010s, the early when we have like the Chris Henry days, right? We're mm-hmm. running backs, we're getting 2,000 yards and all the touchdowns. And you think that's who won seasons and it just has changed. Yep. Yeah. So it's, again, you don't have to, and of anything, like, you know, that team also, if make, you make the argument like Kirk takes targets away, but I would imagine you got to give him attention. So that gives Ridley the right. opportunity to run some crisp routes. So, I mean, I, we all love the Jaguars this year, and I think that game's going to have some points. Um, the other receiver, AB uh, alluded to, is a mi- because of all these guys we jammed in, we had to get a minimum play. Jonathan Mingo might be the only guy left catching any passes from Bryce Young um, yeah. in Carolina this week. Doesn't look, Phelan didn't practice again today. I believe somebody else, uh, DJ Shark, didn't practice. They don't have a lot of guys. It's going to, you know, honestly, if you're going to, pick somebody from this game and go off of this theory it's him or it's it's Hayden Hurst but he happened to fit you know second round pick the team obviously handpicked him they like him he's yeah. got a little juice he might get in the end zone you don't know it's a punt play right he's minimum right. priced you could so. see i mean if they're behind that that's a really nice like oh hey 
he's going to be wide open. Let's see what he can do in the fourth quarter if they're down 20 and yep. there's some backdoor touchdowns. Um, yep. So, yep. yeah, I think, you know, and I don't think they're going to be down 20 in that game. I don't think there's going to be either teams going to score 20. But no, um, no. But um, and that, so, that leaves us with a defense, which for 95 ish percent of this week leading up to this was something that you were excited about. And then we ended up having to make well, a change. So you want to talk through that? Well, before we get into defense, you know, wide receiver, there are a few things we we jumped off of. We we did want to figure out a stack. We looked at like the Trevor Lawrence stack with, um, you know, with uh, Ridley. Um, we looked at, you know, Tyreek Hill to yep. Jalen Waddle to a, um, so we looked at a number of those things, um, but defense, uh, we had to drop a little bit of cash for Bijan. Um, so at $4,000, we had the Denver defense and I wasn't pounding the table over them. I was actually pounding the table over a wide receiver, depending yep. on if, uh, Jerry Judy was going to play and it looks more and more likely that he is going to play. So I would have backed off that stance anyway, yep. but, um, Smart of you not wait, to Judy. Put everything on the line the first week. Yeah, yeah. You're only setting yourself up for failure there, right? Because what? Because we're going to hold you to basically them having to be the very bad. Like, don't waste it now. Like, we're lurking. Don't waste your Broncos yeah. stuff. And save, save your wasted slots for the million dollar weeks. Don't blow yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a Do you have a prediction? What week does Sidham take over for Russ? Oh God, this is the most ridiculous conversation I've ever heard. It's the same week that. Uh, that Willie Cunningham takes over for Mac Jones. Wrong, wrong. The answer is week, week. You know what five, it is? Week five. It's week eighteen when um, the Broncos have already clinched uh, the wild card spot. You're gonna um, see some Stidham snaps. You better get ready for him. He'll, he'll play a bit. He'll play a little bit. But I, um, you know, all of this effusive like. So Sean Payton has been pretty effusive in praise over the last month, um, month and a half for Russ. So this article that just came out from Wicker Shane, which is really good on Sean Payton telling yeah. him, like, stop kissing babies. You're not running for political office. Yeah. Um, I think it's, ass. it's not like he just said that yesterday. He said that probably back in February or March, and he said it to Russ. So it's not like this This is this big, you know, oh, my gosh, what does Russ think of this? Like, he he's heard it four times. I don't think days. it's that. It's not. It's performance for me. I don't care about yeah. the off-field stuff. Like, he might not be able to run that offense. Uh, I'm not worried about it. Um, I'm not worried about it either, but I just want to let you know that AB and I are monitoring the situation <laughs> with you and for you simultaneously. Uh, I worry so, about a lot, Mike, and that did not make the cut for my words. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, defense, we were talking about the Broncos a little bit. And to be honest, um, they they haven't played well against the Raiders. Um, they haven't played well against most teams the last six or seven years. But specifically the Raiders and Josh Jacobs has beaten them up. I'm a little less worried because he's been in camp for a week. Not like he hasn't been working out constantly, but he knows what um, he's doing there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm not as concerned about running backs holding out and coming back, but no, Monte no. Adams got a little bit banged up, but, um, but I, you know, I think they're going to, they're going to um, send a lot more blitzes with uh, Vance Joseph than they did with Evero and leave a lot more man to man with, uh Sertan, but yep. um but we jumped off of it so I was excited but also I wasn't going crazy over it. Um the Titans uh yep. really good run defense. Um their corners are suspect their secondary bird I believe is back and mm-hmm. you know there are some holes there. It's not a great defense but it's thirty five hundred dollars and maybe they get a turnover and maybe a couple sacks and they um 
you know, keep the Saints to 20 points and they they get you, you know, eight. So, so I, I think we're just looking to like stay in it with the Titans and, and kind of punting there as well. I was texting with you boys a few weeks ago as we started to get, you know, we kind of like kept the lid on our excitement for the Millie boys because we were so excited. We needed to not get too far in front of it. But I did a bunch of data dive type work. And the one thing I learned is you there's no statistical advantage for paying up past the like middle at the very most threshold for defenses and tight ends. We don't need a defense that's going to shut somebody out. That's very unlikely to happen. We need a defense with guys who can get sacks and picks. That's what you need. You need ball hawks and you need guys with good. So we want to focus on defenses that are the cheapest possible defense with the highest likelihood to get some pressure. And so we're going to use obviously their skill players at those positions. Plus as we go, we're going to use the offensive line metrics from the team they're playing to figure out, you know, the Bears, for instance. That's a great team to target because Justin Fields loves taking sacks and that offensive line somehow got worse over the summer. I don't know how they did that. Well, so they're going to get jammed. They're going to get jammed. And so. that's the flip side with the Titans, right? Like they're they're built on um, time of possession, you know, yep. and, and eating up the clock as much as humanly possible. So, you know, hopefully their defense isn't on the field for that long. But yep, yep. So enough about we'll, defense. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, we're on it for you guys. Um, quarterback, Maddie. Kind of hinted. Oh, I forgot we skipped quarterback. Yeah. Um, I thought we already did it. Um, super chalk, probably going to be the most owned. I think statement game for this team. They're back. They're healthy. New offensive coordinator. We've touched on it. Lamar. The beauty of playing Lamar, too, is you don't really have to stack him because he's probably going to get there with some of the rushing upside. So, like, you know, it's kind of hard stacking with Mahomes, for instance, because I don't know which if Kelsey's not playing, like, who the hell is he throwing the ball to? Everybody. He's just like they're doing him just like they did Brady uh, all those years. The Patriots. He's got a bunch of guys that are all kind of the same. So. Lamar, without anybody stacked with him, you can do that this week because he's going to probably get there and spread the ball around. But yeah, we we stayed very chalky for this one. I agree. It's a statement game. They want to, you know, I think this is a team that wants to light up the scoreboard with a new offensive coordinator. They yep. want to show that they can throw for, you know, 300 yards. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe there's, there's an extra 50. What... I kept trying to tell myself or talk myself out of it. And I'm glad I did. I was really wondering like your thoughts on Anthony Richardson. I've seen him in everything, like all the draft or the fantasy experts saying like, Mm -hmm. this could be a great week for him. You know, he's 6,700. He's only going to go up. Um, I don't think he's a great quarterback yet, but he could be a phenomenal fantasy play. I mean, he's got the same projected ownership as Herbert Lamar um, and like Burrow. What, what what is that offense? We don't know. Like he definitely has not. He still has so much work to do accuracy wise. So for instance, people are picking him because they're assuming they're going to get fields for cheap for a few weeks before yeah. anybody catches on. Remember last year we like we didn't play fields, but there was like that week where he started to turn it on and then he went nuts for like four straight weeks. And after you, it's like buying a stock past the bump. You right. like want it to fail and you're also not going to buy it now. So I don't know. That offense is going to stink. And I don't think they're going to, it's going to be not, he's going to have to rush for like 150 yards and a couple of touchdowns because he's, his passing attempts over under is like 21. Yeah. It's less than fields, not to keep tying them together, but like, that's not where fantasy points come from. So I don't get, I don't get that. I think that's a trap this week. I I agree. I agree. Um, I was just curious because I've seen him all over the place and I know he's 6,700. So he's cheap. You can fill in the rest of your roster 
um, and feel really good about the rest of your roster, but I don't, you know, but I think you might end up with 12 points from your quarterback. Yeah. And then how many times have we done that where we save and we're like, we have all this money to spend. It's like, we're at the candy store, right? We're going to get Jefferson. We're going to get chase. And then one of those guys doesn't hit and some random dude named Matt Collins goes for 30 points. So like, let's pick the guys who have consistently shown that they can score points. Like we got to see it from him for at least a week before we make any decisions. And that's it. That's That's it. So we've got Lamar, Mostert, Bijan, Olave, Jefferson, Mingo, Higby, Ridley, and the Titans. Yep. Higby. Yeah. What's that? Any closing thoughts? No. The only thing that I will close with, I think that I love this lineup. I think this is a great lineup. If I was going to change anything, it would be uh, my recommendation of the two at Tyreek Stack this week. Yes. I'm just big on that. But, you know, couldn't fit it into this lineup based on the price points. Yeah. Yeah. Get a couple lineups in. I think, yeah, because we started there. We started with Tua and either Waddle yeah. or Tyreek. Um, I mean, you could stack that whole game and just roll. You could put a Millie lineup in and just stack that whole game and then fill in gaps and max you might, out your four dolphins. <laughs> might you might like get, take three of each each guy, like load up six and then stuff in a few other random guys like Mingo ate your baby and you're on your way. That's the a good only is, way. Hey, is, has Berman made his way to Jonathan Mingo yet for nicknames? Oh my gosh! Can you keep an I eye mean, on that? What What are the odds? There There have to be odds on the table. Maybe I mean, Mingo. Or Mingo was his name would be a good one. He's got so many options. There's the no Mingo way. Mingo your baby. Yeah. So we need a touchdown badly for Mingo for so many reasons now. <laughs> I can't wait to hear Bourbon. Um, I love it. Uh, wonderful work, fellas. Uh, this is exciting. I think. Feels um, good. You know, and you might see a second lineup. It's a $4 million weekend. So who knows? You might see uh, a double entry from the Millie boys this week but, I stop it but too. this is our this is our uh plymouth rock here that we're landing on for week one mm-hmm. <laughs> yep yeah so if this one hits we're taking ownership for it if one of the other one hits then we'll tell you that was the right lineup obviously and this one was just something that we were throwing around so it's tbd you stay tuned for that so next week um we will be reviewing um our lineup because we're going to be reviewing the the winning lineup every week mm-hmm. um and seeing what went right uh where we we you know made the right picks and, and what we missed. I don't think we missed here. So, um, trust the process. Yeah. So congratulations, um, to you guys, Maddie, Alex, uh, we'll go pick up the check Monday morning. Yeah. We'll be reviewing one lineup next week. Uh huh. Yep, exactly. (laughs) It'll be easy because we'll know exactly why we picked those. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I love it already. It's too easy. Wonderful. Good to be back guys. Boys. It's great. It is. Thank you.